Hey gents, welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity. You're in the right place. I'm your host, Nick Chantos. You know who we are. You know what we do. But most importantly, you know why you're here. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey gents, welcome back to the show. Wanted to go over a few points on work ethic and integrity today. Um, it seems to be something missing in action in the day and age that we live in. And it's not just the millennials like we joke around with and say don't have any work ethic. Man, it's millennials, it's Gen X, it's Gen Zers, it's Gen Y. Man, it's even in some of the older people. Um, we just, we just, we've just gotten lazy as a people. We've just gotten selfish and we've lost a gratefulness mindset. And what I mean by that is a lot of people think that because you've been hired at a place to work, um, your place of business owes you something. The reality is we should be functioning from a place of gratitude because even right now with all this COVID nonsense that's going on, like a third of the country is unemployed. And we need to be grateful that we've been hired. We need to be grateful that somebody had enough faith and trust in you and I to actually give us a job. And if you're the kind of person that's just okay with doing the bare minimum, getting your paycheck and going your way, that's totally fine if that's where you're at. I would like to encourage you. I would like to inspire you to dig a little deeper and to become more, to evolve more as a man. Your place of business is one of the greatest opportunities for you to develop a slew of apex skills in your life. And I've got 48 of them that I want to go over. So we're going to go fast, put your seatbelt on. We're going to talk about 48 work ethic characteristics that we should all be developing at our place of business. And these work ethic characteristics don't just stay in the workplace. They transcend to every area of your life. And I'll give you examples as we go. But as I said, put your seatbelt on because we're going to go fast and we're going to get started right out the gate. First thing I want to talk about this morning is punctuality. If you got hired on by your place of business and your supervisor instructed you on what the start time is in the morning, you need to be there before that time. There are people out there that say, well, man, my time starts at six o'clock. I'm not clocking in till six o'clock. I'm not showing up till six o'clock. If that's all they're going to pay me to, uh, for, if that's all the time they're going to pay me for, that's all the time they're going to get out of me. The old timers, people with work ethic and integrity know that you get your ass to work 10, 15 minutes before you have to be there. You get yourself acclimated to your place of business. That's an opportunity for you to visit with coworkers, visit with your superiors, find out what's on the table for that day, gives you a chance to communicate with the uh, preceding shift to find out if there's any issues with equipment, any issues with materials. It lets you acclimate and get your mind wrapped around 
the tasks that are going to be before you that day in a way that helps you go above and beyond in what you're able to accomplish and achieve for your company. People that show up the minute they're supposed to be there or five minutes after they're supposed to be there, they miss a whole bunch of information. They miss a whole bunch of strategy that's already taken place by the people that really want to make a difference where they work. And everybody else knows what's going on and they're off and running and you're left there trying to catch up, trying to communicate with people that are now already trying to get somewhere in their projects and what they're doing. It's good to be there early. It shows your employer that you're committed not only to your supervisors, but to the place of business that's uh, gone out of its way to give you an opportunity to work for it. Now, with all this COVID nonsense going on, uh, as we approach the end of 2020, I mean, there is literally uh, 25% to a third of the country is unemployed. Um, we need to not function from a place of feeling like we're owed something, but rather from a place of gratefulness. Like we owe, we're grateful, and we're going to prove it by being punctual, being on time. Next one is dependability. Your employer is looking for you to put them in a place where they're at peace about you. Your employer doesn't want to have to worry about whether or not you're going to show up in a right frame of mind and whether you're whether or not you're going to put out as an employee and be productive and be profitable. We need to be dependable. We need to put our supervisors at peace and at ease about who we are on the job. Next one, initiative. Listen, if your employer, if your supervisors are not there when you start your shift to get you lined out for work, would you just stand around idle indefinitely until they show up? Having initiative and displaying initiative means that if your supervisors, your immediate supervisors aren't there, you're going to find something to do to get the ball rolling. You're going to find something to do that way when they do finally show up to line you out for the day, like some things have already been done. Like we're already ahead of the game. We haven't completely stopped production and profitability because you didn't have enough common sense to know, all right, you know, I don't clearly know everything that's going on today, but I've been doing this long enough to where I kind of know what's going on. I don't need someone here holding my hand to get started with my tasks. Number four, flexibility. Are you able to shift gears where you work with enthusiasm, not with an attitude, not begrudgingly, but with enthusiasm? You show up every day and do the same task every day, but yet one of your coworkers uh, maybe didn't show up because they were sick or they were ill or there was a problem or they were let go. And now your boss needs you to wear another hat and step out of what you normally do for the company and fill that other guy's shoes and do what his normal work duties were. Can you shift gears that way and be flexible and have a good attitude about it and help keep the team moving forward, advancing forward? Number five, are you self-motivated? Are you the kind of person that constantly needs attaboys, constantly needs a pep talk, to motivate you to do the work that you're being paid to do? Or are you the kind of person that can show up and know that you're a boss? You know that you're a high achiever and you motivate yourself to just get busy 
and just start performing and just start doing what you know is the next best right move where you work. Are you priority minded? Number six, when you're at work, do you understand what the most important aspect of what you're doing is? People that are not priority minded will often overlook the most important things and put themselves at risk. Do you uh, examine and check your equipment out before you use it? Are you aware of what the end goal is for the day? Um, the end goal is to be profitable and productive and safe and get through the day uh, just as safe and richer than you were the day before, not only for yourself, but for the company. What is the end goal that you and your your fellow employees, your coworkers are trying to accomplish during that day? Number seven, are you the kind of person that is willing to learn more? Like, do you just want to show up and run the fry machine where you work? Or are you willing to learn different aspects and different phases and different tasks that are going on where you work? This makes you more valuable as an employee, as a man. This makes you more usable where you are. This is going to make you more attractive to your employer and to your supervisors. It's going to create a more stable place for you. Number eight, are you self-reliant, not needing your handheld? Do you trust yourself to do the right thing? Do you trust yourself to know what the next right move is and do it? Do you have self-confidence? When you are this way, self-reliant, you instill confidence in your employer in your supervisors. Number nine, stamina. Are you able to endure till the end of the day, till the end of the shift, till the end of the task? Do you have what it takes to do the work that's been put before you? Do you have the stamina physically with whatever it is you're doing at work, whether you're pounding nails on a roof, whether you're uh, working on an assembly line, do you have the physical stamina that it takes to endure? Do you have the stamina that it takes to endure when the weather isn't working with you but against you? Do you have the stamina that it takes to complete your tasks? Number 10, perseverance. Now, I know some of these sound like they're overlapping in definition, but we're going to break a few of them down so you can see the clear differences. Perseverance to finish strong. Can you complete the tasks that you've been given? Number 11, Know your why. Personally, why are you there? Just to get a check? Are you trying to make a name for yourself? Are you trying to honor the people that have given you a job? Are you looking out for the entire team? Are you trying to make your company profitable? Make your company grow? Make your company stand out and be strong amongst all of the competition that exists in your industry? What is your why? What is the why of your company? Why does your company exist in the first place? And where do you fit in the schematic of that? Number 12, be professional in the way you speak, in your interactions, in your choices, the way you represent yourself in the company, the text messages that you send, the phone calls that you have, the communications that you have within your company. Be professional. It's not a place to be uh given to bathroom humor, so to speak. I mean, there's uh, always going to be that group of guys that you cut up with and have fun with, but you need to know 
when is the right time and the wrong time. You need to know who are the right people and the wrong people. You need to have an air of professionalism about yourself in the way you carry yourself. Number 13, honesty. Be honest. Don't steal. Don't steal tools. Don't steal time. Don't steal supplies. Don't steal gasoline. Um, and a story about a guy that um, worked for a Portageon cleaning company, and the boss came over to his house, surprised one day, and uh, wanted to talk to him about increased fuel costs. And come to find out, the guy that was working for him had been using the fuel car to fill up his own personal vehicle, and the guy had uh, cabinets and cabinets filled with the toilet paper that they were using to restock the Portageons out in the field. Don't steal. Don't steal. Number 14, integrity. Do you have the integrity to do your job to the best of your ability, regardless of anyone is looking or not? Do you have integrity where you work to the point where you can sleep well at night? Number 15, be innovative. Look, no one's asking you to be MacGyver and like fix broken machinery with like sticks of gum and Q-tips, but do with what you can with what you have. You understand? If if tools are broken or you're missing something, like figure out a way to still get the job done. Use your head. When you were hired on, you weren't just hired for your back, for your strength. You were hired for your common sense and for your brain. Be innovative. Figure out a way to win. Figure out a way to push past obstacles and challenges and get tasks done and produce. Number 16, be a problem solver. Coincides. All kinds of little hiccups come throughout the day. Someone said, a definition of success is nothing more than a well-managed crisis. Problems and hiccups are going to weave themselves in and out of your day over the course of your day. Are you able to solve those problems by using any resources at your disposal, get them solved, and move past those problems and see success and productivity where you work? Number 17, be ambitious. Definition, having or showing a strong desire and determination to succeed. Not from a selfish perspective, like you've got something to prove and everybody's going to know you're ambitious because you're going somewhere, but from a selfless perspective, be ambitious for the strength of your company so that your company is strong. And when you're putting your company first, you, just like they say, cream always rises to the top. You will find yourself rising to the top as you are ambitious, not only for yourself, but for your company to be successful. Number 18, reliable. This is consistently good in quality or performance, able to be trusted, not sporadic, always consistent. Some of you might be asking, are you just throwing terms out? You know, just like, what's the difference between reliable? What's the difference between reliable and responsible, responsible and dependable? There is a striking difference between reliable and dependable. Dependable means you will do what you say you're going to do. People can depend on you to do what you say you're going to do. Reliable means that you are consistently good in quality or performance. Reliable is a step up. It means we don't have to ask him if he's going to perform today. We know that this guy shows up 
and performs apex every day from day to day, he is reliable. We can rely on this person to not be sporadic, but to be consistent and always show up strong. The definition of responsible means having an obligation to someone or to something. When you are responsible, that means you have an obligation to yourself, to your coworkers, to your company as a whole, to your customers, to your clients. Being responsible means that you are you are caring for and concerned about the well-being of other people. And when you function from that mindset where everybody else's needs are uh, on your radar, especially clients and customers, your company will excel. You will see your company grow. And I don't understand why guys can't figure this out. They, they just want to do the bare minimum, get their check and go home. And they don't understand that raises, wealth, promotions, job security, all of that is tied to your company as a whole being successful. And when we become responsible and reliable and dependable for our clients and for our customers and for our coworkers and for the task at hand, our company will grow. When our company grows, opportunity for growth for us at the individual level becomes a reality. Number 20, conflict resolution. Can you be mature in solving disputes? Yes, it may not be your responsibility to put out every personal dispute fire at work. But a mature person understands that things get crossways sometimes and we need to calm the storm, so to speak, sit down, analyze what happened, and figure out a way to solve disputes, whether it's conflict resolution between employees, conflict resolution between between administration or another department, conflict resolution between departments, conflict resolution between supervisors and staff, or conflict resolution between customers and clients in the business where we work at. The person that can resolve conflicts and get to positive solutions is a person that will excel at their place of business. Number 21, be a good communicator. Learn how to articulate well. Give clear and specific answers when people ask you questions. At the same time, ask good questions so that you can get good answers. Learn how to speak well and you will excel at your place of business. 22, be a team player. It, 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 always warms my heart and I have great admiration for um, these professional basketball players that, you know, the guy knows that he's not a Michael Jordan. You know, he knows he's not a rock star player. And so he's forced to learn how to be the assist guy, which means he gets the ball and times it right every single time. And instead of taking shots that he knows he probably could make, he makes sure to get the ball in the hands of the person that he knows will definitely make the shots. His statistics for making baskets never really increase, but people over time have learned to give statistics for the player that has the most assists in a game. And that person becomes valuable. Do you need the glory? or is the end game for the betterment of the company as a whole? 23, be eager to learn. Adding skills and adding knowledge to your resume. Do you just wanna stay doing that one task that you always do? Or do you wanna learn a multiplicity of tasks where you work? 
so that you make yourself more valuable. When you make yourself more valuable, oftentimes you will be rewarded accordingly. And it usually is with money, with raises, with promotions. And with promotions come better benefits, you know, oftentimes better retirement, better opportunities. Number 24, leadership, or more appropriately, servant leadership. Some people are natural born leaders. I can't deny it. Other of us, others of us, not so much. But we can learn how to, how to develop some basic leadership traits in our life. Servant leadership means that you are caring for others and their success just as much as your own. Servant leadership understands that you have been given a task by your employer, by your supervisor, and you have been given resources by way of employees and staff underneath you to help you achieve that goal. Those people that are underneath you need to understand that if they are not in agreement and in alignment with the greater cause and greater good that you're trying to accomplish for your boss, then they are working against you. And you have to have the courage to be able to speak directly into those people's lives and let them know that they're hindering progress, that they're hindering the final out expected outcome that we're all looking for. Servant leadership is something that we can all grow and develop in. 25, are you willing to grow and learn on your own time? Are you willing to make an off-the-clock investment in yourself? You're working at your place of business and there is a, an aspect to the, maybe you're, you're, you're a field worker. You work in a field out, you know, out in the terrain doing what you do. And there is an opportunity to move into the administrative side where you work, but you have to learn Microsoft. You have to learn windows. You have to learn Excel spreadsheets. Uh, you might have to learn how to type or something or how to fill out paperwork or there's uh, a certification that you need to get or something. Are you willing to come home from work and spend time learning and gaining knowledge in another aspect of what your company does so that you can go to your supervisor and tell them, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm a field guy. I work in the field. These are my functions. These are my tasks. But over the last six months, I have learned how to do this so that I can be available to wear two hats and function in this other arena. Most employers, man, will appreciate the fact that you did that. And the next time an opportunity comes, you will be considered for that because they saw that you took the initiative to learn and grow on your own time, unpaid, off the clock. It's noticed, guys. It's appreciated. Number 26, written skills. Can you keep accurate Paperwork. Can you keep accurate laws? Can you keep accurate deposits? Can you keep accurate written communications? It's a dis it's it's a professional display of intellect when you have good written skills. Look, my handwriting isn't the best, but when it's time to write something at work, I slow way down. I take my time and I make sure that what I'm writing is legible and clearly understood so that the other people that are going to have to process these documents that I'm writing can do it with ease, without hiccups, without obstacles, trying to figure out what the hell they're looking at because my handwriting sucks, right? 27, speech delivery. Learn how to speak in every arena at your place of business. What I mean by that is 
when you're being given instructions, repeat them back to your boss. If you're in sales, learn how to excel in what you're selling. Learn how to learn, learn how to deliver with your speech in order to make that sale. When you are training someone else, explain clearly what it is they need to know so they don't find themselves in a situation where they don't understand. Explain the obstacles that exist. Share ideas with your fellow coworkers. Learn how to speak well. 28, be able to take respective criticism. Let it hit home because the purpose is to develop you. We don't have time for pride. We don't have time for people getting butt hurt because their boss pulled them aside and leaned into them because of something they did or didn't do on the job. We don't have time for people to get defensive or make excuses as to how it's someone else's fault or they didn't know or this, that, and the other. Be the kind of person that takes respective criticism with the understanding that it's there to develop you as an employee. It's there to develop you as a man, not to push you down, not to um, make you look stupid. It's, it's, it's part of the process of becoming a better employee. 29, be a finisher. Anyone can start a project. Finishers see it through to completion. When you're a finisher, your company will be successful. It will earn revenue. When you're a finisher, it helps build confidence in you as a man. You become confident as you set tasks or tasks are set for you and you see them through to completion. 30, time management. Learn how to plan. Don't chase rabbits at work. Get off your damn phone. Do the hard things first and get them out of the way. No one hired you to be on social media all day checking Facebook and your Twitter account. You are hired to accomplish goals so that the company can be profitable and sell a good or a service. Provide and sell goods and services. Plan your time. Manage your time. 31. Respect up. Learn how to be respectful of the people that are above you. Treat the people that are above you on, in the chain of command with respect. They've put their time in. They've learned the tasks. They've developed their craft. They deserve your respect. At the same time, number 32, learn how to care down for others. There are people just coming into your place of business that don't have the skills that you do. They haven't uh, learned the trade and developed their craft as you have. And they're looking, to, they're looking to someone that will take them under their wing and teach them and train them in what they need to know so that they can be another sharp tool in the tool shed for your company to be profitable and successful. Learn how to care down for other people. 33, practice gratitude. Remember, a third of the country is unemployed right now. You weren't half, they didn't have to give you that job. No one owed you a job. And don't think you're irreplaceable. That's dangerous ground to walk on. Be grateful. Even if COVID-19 or, you know, uh, un uncertain economies and all these different things that go on from time to time. I remember going through the recession in 09 and losing my job and um, having to sell cars. And it was a weird time. It was an odd, it was an odd time. 
But even if because of whatever unforeseen circumstances happen in our lives, we see a reduction in pay or we get demoted because we're downsizing staff, don't let that be a blow to your ego and put you on this uh, 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 discouraged place where on this discouraged train where everything sucks and you're, you're going to halt your performance. And since they demoted you or lowered your way, you're not going to continue to put out apex results for your company. Flow with the water, bro. Like times and seasons, times and seasons. 34, know your weakness. And don't feel ashamed of sharing that. There's no pride. Better to let your boss know what you don't know how to do than to let them assume that you know how to do something. And when they put you in that place where they're expecting you to finish something, you fail because you don't know what you're doing. Know your weaknesses and be upfront with them so that we don't waste time putting you in a position or putting you at the helm of a task that you don't know how to do. Next one, 35. Quick recovery. Everyone fails from time to time. Everyone makes a mistake at work. Everyone has an accident. Everyone drops the ball. Don't let failure define you. Don't let failure be the thing that defines you. Learn how to recover quickly and chalk it up to just learning. Chalk it up to just learning your craft and learning your trade. And if you blow it, just recover quickly and move on. 36. Be able to wear multiple hats as needed. After you've been at your place of business for a while, you're going to learn different aspects of what it is your company does. There's going to be times where you fill in for people or where you oversee certain projects. Some of these things you're not going to enjoy as much as others. If your company needs you to wear another hat and function in a different aspect or a different um, department, so to speak, of what it is your company does, be willing to do that and do it with a good attitude. 37. Don't let your personal struggles destroy drive and ambition. What I mean by that is learn how to live your truth off the clock. This is a big one that a lot of guys miss. So let me break it down for you. If you are on a journey of becoming the best version of yourself, you're trying to be a better father, a better husband, a better employee, a better employer. You're trying to get your health under, you know, your weight, your health under control. You're trying to eat right. Like you are trying to get your spiritual man right. Like you are on this journey of like every area of your life you want to grow in, you want to learn, you want to excel. And you're on this journey. And for example, let's say you've decided I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking, I'm not looking at porn anymore. I'm not doing X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. I'm not going to do any of these things ever again because they don't serve me. And you have a moment where you slip and you fall back into some of those old behaviors that no longer align with who you are today. If we're not careful, we can get so discouraged at our off the clock failures, our personal life failures, that we actually show up to work the next day, downtrodden, defeated, discouraged because we got drunk the night before and did something that we would never do walking out this new man 
something that we would never do, something that's completely unaligned and in, not in agreement with who we are as a man, but it's an addiction or something that we're struggling with or trying to get victory over. And we get so defeated and so discouraged at those moments of weakness where our flesh gets the better of us. If we're not careful, we can show up to work the next day, kicking rocks or heads down like a castrated puppy. And it affects your ability to show up strong at work. Leave home at home. At the same at the same token, when you're done at work, man, learn how to leave work at work and, and don't bring all the problems from work home to your wife and kids. But man, if, if, if you have a blowout, man, if you have a blowout in your personal life, chalk it up to the game, chalk it up to learning and leave it, leave it in your car when you shut the door and start walking up the stairs to your place of business because it's going to bring the rest of us down. Imagine if everybody at work brought their struggles and their failures with them to work. The place would be toxic, unproductive. We all need to learn how to excel at this. Number 38, learn how to roll with the punches. Man, stuff is just going to happen at work, man. Uh, things are going to break. Um, work scope is going to change. Uh, em uh, fellow employees are going to spin off and leave you holding the bag. Uh, management's going to have a bad day and it's going to show. Um, customers and clients come and go. Weather issues, any number of different things are going to happen in life. And we got to be careful not to show up to work every day and let all of those outside influences determine how we perceive what a good day or a bad day was. It's a good day because you're alive. It's a good day because you're employed. It's a good day because at the end of the day, you'll be smarter and you'll be richer than the day you were before. It's a good day because you are on a path of growing and maturing as a man. Learn how to roll with the punches. Clearly, you could see how all of these transcend into other areas of our lives. And if you can roll with the punches at work, you can roll with the punches at home. 39. Know your place. Know where you fit in the schematic of authority where you work. Understand the chain of command. Nobody likes that guy that hires on. He's been there a week. And because he's been in the industry for a while and he knows his stuff, but he's only been at your place of business for a week now. And he wasn't hired to be a boss. He wasn't hired to be a manager, but he starts walking around the place with his nuts hanging out, telling everybody how they're doing this wrong and they're doing that wrong. And they should be doing it like this. And we used to do it this way here. And I know what I'm talking about. And the rest of you people are stupid. Listen, you may know your craft, but at this new place of employment where you're at, you're at the bottom, bro. Like you're at the bottom of the totem pole. And if you want people to listen to you, and if you want your advice and your counsel to be acted upon, heard and understood by other people, then you need to put the time in and develop a reputation of caring for people, caring for the company, approaching situations um, with the right speech, like how you carry yourself and humility. Nobody likes that guy walking around with his nuts out trying to tell everybody both up and down the ladder how they need to do things. Know your place in the chain of command and honor it. Your job is to develop a reputation of one that excels. So next time you see something not being done right or you know of a way to do something better, when you speak, people will listen because you showed up, you put your head down and got nose to the grindstone on your tasks and earned a reputation of being 
success-minded, not only for yourself, but for the company. 40. Don't let outside influences hinder you. Everybody has battles, bro. You don't have to let them be known. Just imagine with me for a moment if one employee's having marriage issues and he shows up to work and he's letting what's going on in his marriage affect the quality of work that he shows up and performs at his place of business. Another guy's mother is sick and he's become a prime him and his wife have become primary caregivers for his mother something they didn't anticipate or expect and it's starting to cause problems between him and his wife or you know your kids are struggling academically at school there's issues there your finances are not doing well and like everybody has their own little fires that they're trying to put out in their personal life and if all of us bring that junk to work it's going to make it a toxic place to work. I totally recommend you having one, maybe two people at your place of business that you feel safe with, that you know are not going to trample on your pearls when you like, you know, have a safe place to uh, regurgitate all the garbage that's going on in your life. We should have somebody that we trust, that we know isn't going to abuse and take advantage of our transparency when we share with them the junk that's going on, someone that we know is not only going to listen, but maybe give us some advice or some counsel so that we can, you know, pull ourselves together and get up and perform apex on the job that we're at. But just imagine if everybody's walking around with their head down, mumbling, grumbling, you know, my marriage sucks. My kids are twisting off. My finances are in disarray. Yadi on and on and on, whatever the case may be, it's going to turn the work environment into a very toxic place. Don't let outside influences hinder you. 41, learn to submit to authority. Don't, don't only know the chain of command, but learn how to submit to authority. If you've ever been chided by a boss for something that maybe wasn't your fault, or maybe it was partly your fault, but someone else was to blame information that you didn't get or tools that you didn't get to perform a task, and you were unable to perform your task, and you just get chided by your boss for what happened, learn how to be okay with it. Learn how to not be defensive and, and feel like the universe and every person you come in contact with is trying to kill you, and, and you have to fight tooth and nail to defend your character and your honor. Learn how to just roll with those punches as well. Submit to authority. If there's no authority, no chain of command, the only other option is absolute chaos. Try to imagine the military without submission to authority or chain of command. One day you will be that authority, my friend. And this is a law, natural and supernatural, of sowing and reaping. If you're not going to submit to authority today, when you finally find yourself wearing that leadership hat, don't blame anybody but yourself when every person underneath you is a constant headache and not submitting to your authority. Sow good seed, submit to the authority that's over you now, see them as a tool to help you grow, honor that relationship, and when that day comes for you to be the authority figure, you will see people line up under your authority because you sowed that seed into your own life. 42. 
let mistakes teach you, not define you. People expect mistakes. Employers, management, they expect people to make mistakes because they make them themselves. Contrary to what we may think, management on occasion makes mistakes. They forget things. They overlook things. Don't let mistakes define you. Nobody else is quietly whispering behind your back how you are the sum total of all your failures and mistakes because they've all made them themselves. It's all in your head and how you see it. Let mistakes teach you to be more diligent, have more attention to detail, to be more proactive in your planning. Whatever that mistake meant, let it teach you to grow. 43, be selfless and sacrificial. You will be fulfilled the most. You will have the greatest fulfillment, not only at work, but in every, every area of your life as you learn how to be spent for others. It's something that you can explain. It's something that I struggle to even convince myself, let alone other people, that when you and I learn how to be selfless and sacrificial, we go home every night with the greatest fulfillment. Every day that I get up, I am trying to make my company be whatever company it's at. While I'm there, I'm trying to make my company be the cream of the crop in that industry. If my fellow employees need help, I'm going to help them. If my boss needs help, I'm going to help them. If the client asks for something extra, I'm going to be there to meet the needs. When I come home from work, if my wife needs something, I want to be there for her. If my kids need something, I want to be there for them. Pour yourself into other people and you will find the greatest fulfillment that you've ever known in your life. This is something that's more caught than taught. Number 44, don't guess. You look stupid when you guess. Know what you know. If a boss asks you anything, numbers, locations, strategies, any information at all, and you don't know, clearly say, I don't know. But don't try to guess. Because when it's wrong, you look stupid and you build a reputation of being the guy that every time we ask him something, he gives us the wrong answer. And that's not going to help you long term. <laughs> Don't guess. Know what you know and be quiet with the rest. 45. Don't be catastrophic. This is a big one for me. Like it ruins my chi at work. We don't need, oh, everything's falling apart, the sky is falling, chicken little pants down around her ankles, we're never going to recover, never going to succeed. It's an absolute travesty beyond epic proportions. It's it's apocalyptic and disastrous. And uh, uh, look, hey, man, take it somewhere else, bro. Like, my, you know, my outlook is, 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 is one of adapt, improvise and overcome. Like, I don't care what come what we what, what, what we come up against, we're going to win. It's American ingenuity. It's the American spirit to adapt, improvise, and overcome. Oh, it's never going to work. We're never going to rebuild. Bullshit. 
We are going to rebuild and we're going to build it better than it was before. I don't care what tragedies you're experiencing, whether it's at work or in your personal life. Don't be catastrophic. Everything's failing. Everything's falling. We're never going to recover. There's no hope. We may as well just quit. You quit. You go somewhere else because the rest of us are going to win. The rest of us are going to succeed and rebuild. It's the American way. 46. Make your work environment fun. Now, be careful because I don't mean vulgar or indecent. I mean, make it fun. Yes, be efficient with what you do. Yes, gain mastery in your craft and in your trade, but make every day fun. You will probably spend more time with your fellow employees over the course of your lifetime than you do with your own family. You know what? That's a reality. And kids are at school all day. You're at work all day. Everybody gets home. And if you're lucky, you got three hours to do all of the responsibilities that you need to do in preparation for the next day and try to fit in some actual personal connection time with your wife and kids before you get up and spend another 8, 10, 12, 14 hours a day with the people at your place of business. Those are your people, man. Learn to make it fun. Learn to have a good time. Be lighthearted, not unprofessional, but make your place of business a fun place to be around, not a stuffy place where everybody's on edge and people are screaming and hollering at each other and uh, not a place filled with negativity, but a fun place, a place where you can say, you know what? I enjoy going to work every day because even though the work is hard and the hours are long, we're going to have fun doing what we do. Where are we at? 46, 47, be tribal. Human nature is to be tribal. Those people at your place of business are your people. We should have a sense of loyalty to our fellow coworkers. Now, I know this is a difficult one because, you know, there's no real, how do I want to say this? Um, people of different political persuasions, uh, people with different creeds, people that accept and tolerate things that maybe you never would. And it's tough. It's tough. You have to be able to compartmentalize those hours that you're at work and say, look, in my personal life, I would probably never hang out with that person. These guys, maybe. That guy, maybe. But these guys, probably not. But in spite of that, these are my people. These are the people that I stand shoulder to shoulder with and work with every day attempting to make my company my company profitable and successful in this industry. And the ability of my company to be profitable and successful is directly related to the working relationships that I have with my fellow coworkers. Right? I get it. You don't have to be friends and hold hands with everybody at work, but there needs to be a commonality of loyalty and respect if one of your coworkers is down, their machinery is down, their equipment is down, their tools are down, they're down, whatever the case may be, you should be willing to take a moment and invest in seeing your fellow employees get themselves fixed, get their equipment fixed, get themselves figured out and get on their way so that they continue to be profitable and successful because it ultimately affects the greater good. It affects the bottom line. Be tribal. Last one, the work itself. 
you may not be at your final job. You may be at a place in life where you're just taking whatever jobs you can get, or you're just getting started in the workforce. And, uh, you know, maybe you're flipping burgers at Whataburger right now, or whatever the case may be. And you know, that's not where you're going to end. Irregardless, learn your craft and learn your trade. If you've reached a point in life where you are already in your skill, you're doing what you know you're going to spend the rest of your life doing. Spend every day learning how to develop your craft and your trade to greater heights and greater levels. Learn how to be more efficient. Gain mastery of what it is that you do. And you will see yourself, if you implement that tactic, just developing your craft and your trade to a place of excellence and mastery, you will see yourself become very valuable, very sought after in the industry that you're in. And the next time there's cutbacks or the next time there's a recession or any other outside influence that causes um, the company to have to maybe lay people off or cut costs or something, you will find yourself not on the cutting end when they do that because of how valuable you are. Master your craft, learn how to put all of these strategies of work ethic into your daily life at work, and you will see yourself become apex at your place of business. Guys, thank you for taking the time to listen. I love you. Sleep well at night. Until next time.